are we beginning end game discussion uh, okay <laughs> because you texted me i did text you so what happened was uh, i waited initial cre- initial end credits i was there the whole time mm-hmm. i was half not expecting to have an end credit scene because yeah i mean they have successfully ended yeah. many storylines and threads with yeah. this so i was like why would they have an end credits and then there was this one of the guys next to me in the theater he goes there's no movie there's no end credit scene then why are we sitting then and he, he told me also he like hey you should leave there's no end credit scene i thought about it for a while i texted you mm. and then i was like hold on but for the past i don't know how many marvel movies i have sat around for the end credit scene regardless mm. so even if there isn't i think just for the sake of completeness and you know just rounding Correct. things out Correct. i'll i'll have a seat mm. and i'm like you know what there's nothing wrong with the credits all of these people have worked for it yeah i think i if there's a small way i can respect their work and kind of acknowledge them mm. i'll sit around and i like listening to the soundtrack so like i i enjoy the credits because they they're playing the music So I just sat there for a while. I watched the entire credits, and then I left. I don't know, like after the credits ended, if there is anything. I do, I don't know. It's just when the Marvel logo, the Marvel Studios logo comes in. There's like the tang tang tang, oh, okay. which is the hammering from the first Iron Man movie of him in the cave. Oh, okay, okay. So, I mean, like cool. Okay, I I left after the credits ended, so I think I missed the logo. But that's it. I was like, I I by that time. I realized that there probably not be an end credits, yeah. and which I really, really thank them for. Yeah, so because that would have that would have been cheap. Yeah, like, like to the point of like, yeah, we'll talk about the movie, but uh, like, I would have really loved it if they took a five-year hiatus from MC. Movies. They were like, okay, like this huge saga has happened. Now, like five years rest, or like you can do like minor, uh, like you can do your TV shows, you can do that kind of stuff that you're doing. But like, don't no make a movie. But like, I was like, no. they're like they're not gonna stop. That's not gonna that. happen. They're, they're like Disney is too. Uh, I I think the only thing we can hope for is that now that there is such a variety of characters created, mm-hmm. that the content will vary. So like the thing that we've experienced with like the after, like the rise of Black Panther mm-hmm. and you know, once they started adding other characters like. Valkyrie is coming, mm. Ragnarok. I'm hoping that they they kind of branch out all of these characters. They flesh them out into like. I, I would love it if they just do uh, like just branch out also. But if they don't all come back into one like like an Avengers kind of movie where yeah. everybody comes back, you can just have like one movie where like a Guardians of the Galaxy where yeah, like, like cosmic people come group. around and like so you 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 still break them up apart. Yeah. and i would love to see a lot of prequel kind of movies like just uh, like a uh, valkyrie so like just have Backstory. like a, just like a movie which is just valkyrie and like the the actual the army which was called the valkyries right right which right, is right. them fighting All against hela or something yeah. like that 
or like there, there, cool. there would be so many uh, stories to explore yeah. in that sense so you could have a spiderman uh, like doing something else in school just a peter parker movie yeah. doesn't even have to be called a spiderman could, movie just a peter parker movie i would love okay that. just brain fart mm-hmm. like uh, like you know you got these young adult movies like with about dating relationships and things like that except is peter parker yeah exactly and like you know he, he, a coming of age movie yeah. which is basically peter that, parker that, just yeah. like a, just a like regular uh, summer romance movie with peter parker yeah and like because uh, what i really <laughs> like is the fact that they have a lot of young characters now i think they can set up young avengers very very easily i think they, they have cassie uh, scotland's daughter they have uh, morgan yeah. uh, iron man's daughter we have uh, hawkeye's daughter uh, hawkeye's daughter we can also bring in uh, the the guy from iron man 3 yeah uh, and uh, you can have uh, shuri you can have shuri and you can have peter bug yeah because he's like 15 16ish yeah. so i uh, feel like there's a, there's a lot of things to explore like so again okay, right now you can bring in groot you dude <laughs> dude that that's it just one movie of groot just groot that would be amazing i would watch that movie Imagine even like an origin story for Rocket, that would be crazy. I I don't know because the the mystery of Rocket has been so shrouded in the hmm. mist that I'm kind of partial to like you know what I like it as the mysterious. The past. thing is now that they have Disney Plus, I think they can branch out into not just having feature films. They can also do TV shows. They can do limited run like mini series. They can also do short films. That the would be go the Pixar way. That would be amazing to have short films. So imagine like a huge Avengers kind oh. of like a big grand scale movie, and then before that you have like a short film which is like an introduction to like for End Game. If they had a short film which was an origin of Captain Marvel, and then this that would movie. have been perfect. <laughs> and it's it's all in the Disney wheelhouse anyway. Like yeah, Pixar's been it doing is. it for a for and a the year. thing is what you don't realize is now. Fantastic Four and X Men are that also, also the, in there, so they can do the whatever the hell they want. So the thing is, like now I'm just I'm getting all these ideas of what things could be. I feel like they really sh- shouldn't, like you said, they really shouldn't have an ensemble movie. Hmm. Uh, again, again, maybe for another ten years. Yeah. And so what happens is like it's like the whole group say supposes like thirty people, like thirty characters. Correct. So. have permutation combination but never actually have all the th- 30 full cast correct don't actually show them on one stage so to speak mm-hmm. until things get crazy like yeah. until thanos shows up yeah And that analysis. level of stuff like yeah. character shows yeah. up like the cosmic things cosmic yeah, entities so come in something big happens so have like you know people like peter parker hanging Adam out with the warlock is another they character have, they, they have, have teased it yes they have yes. that's what i'm saying there, there, there could be so many again like because uh, to the audience uh, we are uh, like comic book geeks i haven't read as much marvel comics i've read uh, even in marvel i've read mostly spider man and x men okay uh, a little bit of deadpool recently but uh, i haven't read like anything captain america anything here i think you've at least read like civil war and stuff yeah so you have more of a background but i know of all these characters which can come in and you can make such an amazing because you can just experiment with the format right you can have like a bunch of short films you can make something like bombay talkies you can just have like four short films yeah as a film as a feature length uh, ticket like that yeah, would be great you could you could 
like that could be like a story of New York, like you know Brooklyn. This is happening in Brooklyn. This is happening mm. in Queens. Like you know, have Daredevil, have Spider Man, yeah. um, have Fantastic Four, and actually, like this is what comics do. Exactly. This is exactly what comics do to the T. Like they're just. I yeah. think they're also mostly standalone, but also it it helps your understanding if you uh, if you know those. Yeah. They're like optional readings. They're like recommended readings almost, where you have like one main arc, but that main arc is fairly small. Like you just have like an uh, like a civil war, run, yeah. like Avengers the civil but war. But then you have civil war from all of those perspectives yeah. and their backgrounds. Yeah, you really blow that up. That would be great. But uh, again, like I when, really hope now that they they have established all these people, mm-hmm. not just. The young Avengers, but even the recent Avengers, I would say. Yeah. I I hope they carry like they follow through on those. Correct. Like when like a Black Panther two is not necessarily maybe a superhero film, but more of a political commentary. That would be like lovely. a king dealing with the issues of Being ruling. A king. Yeah, yeah, that, that would mean, be amazing. Or like you know Stephen Strange. Uh, Getting an apprentice, mm-hmm. and you could call it the Sorcerer's Apprentice. No, <laughs> the Sorcerer Supreme's Apprentice, <laughs> <laughs> the Master of the Mystic Arts Apprentice, <laughs> Industrial Internship too. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you could you would do a lot of things. So, I'm now that you've kind of put this thing in my head. I'm looking forward to it a lot. I hope that they go ahead with all these things. Short films anthologies would work amazingly for comic books, and I like. I'm hoping because, like, of course, like superhero movies are not going anywhere. Yeah. Um. So I really hope that one day I get to like, even if it's not like an Avengers level movie, I at least get to make like a short film for them or like a TV show for them. That would be amazing. That would be the dream. Even if you have like just like the cosmics, or like you you can just bring in anything. Just take any character from any comic book, any yeah. Marvel comic book ever. Like just the 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 Adam Warlock story, or yeah. like the other, or like you can do it. Uh, the character that uh, Stanley supposed to be. Uh, he's the what's his name? Shit. The hold on, which? No, like Stanley. The fan theory of like Stanley's oh, the uh, over over uh, the observer. The observer, the overseer, something like that. Um, anyway, he's supposed to be this character who is like uh, who's aware of the yeah, who, yeah. Who, who roams all around the universe, the multiverse, and like just sees things happening. Yeah, and so he is like the in all the all these movies. So even if they do it uh, like an animated uh, Stanley movie, which is just like just him going to this movie and then that movie and then. These would be the Easter eggs. Like he goes yeah. to the uh, as a FedEx man of uh, yeah. Like that would be amazing movies to watch. That would be nice. I for me, I would get behind a movie for Korg. I, I'm <laughs> sorry, that character is something special for me. Yeah. I would watch straight up. <laughs> Ninety minutes of that guy just talking his way out of a TV show called The Sweet Life of Korg and Meek. No, The Revolution by Korg, <laughs> as narrated by Korg. Yeah, be nice. That's it. That's it. Just nothing else. So, 
and there's so many questions. <laughs> I imagine like a feature-length movie about Korg and the revolution, and like ten minutes of him just printing papers. It's like your printer ran out of ink. He's like, okay, that's it. I'm sir. I think I think your power is off. It's not printing. <laughs> that would be that would be nice and like or like um, a short thing with um the grandmaster mhm like you can see his whole shindig his operation you know what goes on there or uh, anyway this i think we we're just building world building too much but there is a lot they should of, be doing like kevin feige please take these ideas i just hope that whatever happens here onwards I don't like I don't like seeing the bitter Star Wars fans who love the initial 3 movies and then they really despise the second trilogy mm-hmm. the, the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to end up like them so okay. I hope whatever material gets made is good I think very subjectively speaking mm-hmm. because I think we'll I know, know fairly soon because like the Spider-Man movies will come out in July or August. The the weird part July. is I think even right now. So over the past couple of years my movie Marvel movie watching has kind of decreased and in general my interest for comics has reduced mm-hmm. to the point where earlier I used to go and read up on a certain topic. So if it's the Infinity Stones, what are they? How do they work? Or what happened in the comics? I read those comics. Now I don't feel that So even when Endgame was coming, I'm sure you could find information about it and like theories and stuff. After a point, I just kind of switched off. And today I was going to the movie. I was like, I didn't realize the scale. Like at the end of the movie, it kind of hit me that you know, like I I flashed back to the first time I'd watched Iron Man, mm. and then like you know through the years how I have kind of grown up with it and like how long it's actually been. but otherwise for me mentally i think i'm i'm wrapping up my I think, interest in, i think i feel like um, there's a like this would be like the the real phase 2 of their thing because like yes. this is where they actually start to innovate and if they don't innovate i don't think they'll prosper uh, but even if uh, like even if it's like hits and misses yeah. even then i feel like j- if they can just put out a huge amount of content so you can still have like 30 good things yeah. like just like short films and tv shows yeah. and feature films which could still then make up uh, a big chunk of uh, like my like sort of geeky interests um, i think for me i think the appetite has just reduced to the point okay. so for me mentally i like I've kind of checked off Marvel. You know what? Watched it for ten years. Mm-hmm. From now on, on and off, maybe I'll go see a movie okay. if there's like good reviews and like somebody really recommends it to me, or I just feel like I really like that character, so I want to see it. But and I think this would be a I good point to step off. Exactly. And so you finally have an exit. You have closure. Think, you have catharsis. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the highway, the okay. Marvel highway, and. I really don't think I'm gonna get back on again. Okay. But still, I am interested in all those things we discussed—the the, mm-hmm. the Disney Plus thing, the short stories, uh, short films, the TV shows. They they tickle my brain. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that I would go watch. So because I didn't, I haven't seen Daredevil the TV show. Yeah. 
I haven't seen so. Punisher. I haven't seen any of so, those. So uh, there's Iron Fist, I think. Luke Cage. There was Jessica Jones. Yeah. Even I Agents of Shield, like I've seen like a little bit of. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen like two and a half seasons of it. Same, same. I, I watched a little bit before. I also was in the same camp I was like uh, when Infinity War came I was like okay this is a nice place like I, I don't mind if the movies just ended here neither did I I was I was actually kind of surprised I was not sure of how good Endgame would be because hmm. Infinity War had an excellent ending right although it's shocking and whatnot it's after a point if you think about it it's actually very nice clean slate to begin with which would allow the future stories to be very good. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of skeptical. There's a lot of issues that I have uh, that I want to talk about. They're not like issues. Like I don't. They're not particularly like gripes that I have with the movie because on a whole, it is very very satisfying, uh, and um, it is the catharsis that I was waiting for, and also for the first time. Uh, it feels like a cosmic war and not like a skirmish which is incredible that they could actually show that so again like I, the, the, like the clear um, marker so the movie is basically split in three chapters almost so you have the first where it's the uh, the aftermath of the snap the leftovers the like the rapture almost uh, so anyways there's a lot of um, stuff there and I really like the way they uh, showed uh, the first scene, sir, with uh, Hawkeye. First scene with Hawkeye. Right. The, the first. The first, 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 first scene with Hawkeye. And I love the fact that, that they didn't, uh, sh- they did it old school. Like, there was no CGI in that scene. Yeah. Like, you just turn there and, like, they, you turn away and you come back and they're gone. Yeah. So, that was amazing to see because they actually uh, did that and it also built up the tension a lot and because he was sort of out of the loop of right. what was happening right so that was very here um, and it was very um, emotional again so it, it, that was again uh, the one moment where you see what is at stake the, the regular yeah. life was at stake right but uh, again I would have loved to see more of that uh, but it was like a very very nice moment to start off the film and then it wallows in that sort of somber area for a long time uh, I think almost the first hour it keeps doing that in that uh, you just see these guys sort of reeling from the loss so there's very very nice moments do you see uh, Thor just give up on everything and uh, I remember just uh, like watching one of these movies and I was like Chris Hemsworth just his body is like he is a god and in this movie he's just a god on vacation and uh, like it's amazing there's like a shirtless scene and he just has a beer belly and everything <laughs> that's so lit I, what I love is the fact that Chris Hemsworth is like I'm gonna do this we're actually gonna do this and and it is extremely funny so I, I really like what they've done with the character also and um, so that was a very nice moment um, with uh, Captain America also I don't know how they shot that I don't I don't think that uh, RDJ actually lost weight for the scene where he's supposed to be really skinny mm. maybe they did something like they did for the original Captain America that you have like a body yeah. the face and a body double 
but uh, whatever they did it looked amazing that was like you, you can see uh, the sort of like the deserted uh, survivor, survivor yeah. thing, possibly. that was amazing and you, you also the relationship that he and Nebula have of them sort of uh, still joking around and all that that was quite nice. I really like the finger football thing <laughs> because we used to play that in school mm-hmm. and literally it was the same environment when you have nothing to do and like again I can say that that time the phones weren't that prevalent Correct. so we weren't used to going to the phones for things mm-hmm. so we had like rubber band and paper football so paper football for me like I remember other people teaching me paper football mm-hmm. and then us playing it and him teaching that was an excellent moment for me it was a very nice flashback there was also I really like the moment where uh, Cap starts a support group that was good which was uh, I, I think it was great foreshadowing for him and uh, Sam to change roles because in in Winter Soldier he uh, has like he's a veteran so right. like, he's just he has a support group right. for veterans and they're sort of he's helping through his positivity help them and in this movie uh, Captain America Steve Rogers is basically doing all of that yep. and later on he gives his mantle to the Sam which is a quite a nice uh, very poetic way of yeah. it happening and also like you see his righteousness and his uh, pure uh, hope sort of uh, being put to use also that was Joe, Joe Russo did you get that yep that was Joe Russo yep. and uh, apparently he was the first uh, openly gay character in the MCU yeah uh, he for a he, second he talks about uh, yeah he's dating like, a guy yeah. yeah and like just there it was nice to see again like this this is what I wanted civilians and like them just talking about regular life that they through all of this they're still trying to live a regular life right which I think again like would have is very impactful so I would love to see more of that even if they did like a later on like they did a TV show like what happened in this uh, five year stretch and stuff uh, which is like they jumped five years which is also quite cool I like the fact that the initial thing Captain Marvel is like I'm going to kill Thanos it literally was that easy and I mean, from the trailers, I kind of figured that some kind of a thing would happen, something mm. similar would happen. But they go and they kill him. Yeah. I just, I enjoyed it because, again, it it rounded things out very nicely. Mm-hmm. Not only, it, it doesn't leave any open ends. Like, okay, right. They're still in the same situation, but there is no path forward. They have hit a brick wall. He destroyed the stones and they killed him. They so avenged it almost. They, they, there is, there is no way forward. And that hopelessness you see in the way just thought just walks away out of focus. And then that you see it very, very in the five years later thing when he's you know he's chilling out the big Lebowski face, <laughs> but it's really nice because I think it capped off Infinity War more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Rather than beginning end game, it capped off Infinity War. And you have a very strong marker. You are faced with an impossible situation. What do you do? Go. And then it begins. And I love the build up. Like how it slowly starts with Scott Lang coming back. The the memorial at uh, Golden Gate Bridge was very nice. nice. I liked it. Uh, Then him meeting Cassie. I I would have liked to see a little bit more. Like perhaps a short conversation between mm. him and her, mm. where they're just sitting down and talking about it. 
in the living room just two minutes or something but all right and take it uh also you get two uh, two new characters from uh, community yes ken and ken jong plays a security guard <laughs> which is amazing which is like the greatest easter egg ever i i believe i was the only one in the theater who cheered for ken jong and i'm sure nobody nobody understood why i was cheering for a security guard <laughs> that that was amazing and he doesn't even have a single line he doesn't he i was i was hoping when he's walking out of the garage like the guy in the back like the security guard comes out like hey what was that or like he'll say something yeah but no and surely the second easter yeah. egg i thought after uh, i saw her and said are all of the characters hidden somewhere on the scene and like that would be nice someone have been before no like uh, donny glover was in uh, spider man spider man hmm. uh, danny pudi was in winter soldier really yeah uh, he was one of the shield people technician uh, so he was there like one shot uh-huh. and uh, Jim Rash was uh, in Iron Man three, I think. No, uh, Civil War, where he he d- does the MIT thing, where he oh, does yeah, that yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. back in the past kind of gig, and then he walks off. Yeah. Uh, so that's Jim Rash. Uh, the only people they don't have anymore is uh, Joel McHale, mm-hmm. um, Annie, mm-hmm. uh, and Britta, Britta, and Kevin Chase. Yeah. Pierce. Pierce. But. That's cool. I mean, yeah. the Russos are doing. I, I, I am very that. happy. I love the Russos for that. I enjoyed that. So yeah, Scott Lang comes back. Hmm. I didn't get whether he sees Hope's name in the memorial or not. Does he find her name? No. He finds his own name. He finds his own name. That's that's okay. Yeah, But exactly. see, because that some parts of like the entire movie for me, I think they jumped and they had us assume things. I think mostly because I think what the they ended up showing is because I think it was uh, the names were there by family, uh-huh. so I think it was like he saw only his name, so maybe his daughter was not there, so Cassie Lang I'm guessing would was not in it, so he was like okay I'll rush home. Yes, yeah, that, that that's fine, that's fine, that's not what I'm worried about. After he finds Cassie, right? What's the the motivation for him is that hope is gone and uh, Hank Pym is gone hmm. and. that that motivation pushes him is like okay this is my experience in the quantum realm mm-hmm. i need to tell these guys this is a possible thing but as a person his emotional investment was hope primarily correct correct it was not cassie which i thought it would be mm-hmm. it turned out to be hope but like again it pops up in a few other places in this movie you had to piece it together correct like i thought if they could have shown him finding her name on the list Then But I'm guessing sense. he already knows that she's the like the three of them have turned to dust because they didn't bring him back. Yeah, but the, I don't know. I just didn't see the moment where he clicks. Correct, correct, correct. That hope is gone, and that is like okay. I need to do something. I need to move things together. I need to start hmm. doing something to make it happen that she's back or whatever to make okay. things happen basically. What's his motivation for going from San Francisco to New York to the Avengers? Hmm. It's hope, and he says that when he's explaining it to uh, Captain America and uh, Natasha. Hmm. So he he says it that we can get hope back, but at that point it clicked the whole chain of events where he's like, oh my god, hope is back, hope is gone, we need to get her back. I need the Avengers' help. Right, right. So that's the whole thing, and that was all right. Um, I like the little discussion like 
it took me a little bit of time to understand the discussion between um, Rodi and Natasha that he's talking about um, Clint mm. the Ronan thing yeah yeah I I like the Ronan character I love the cinematography in that part that reminded me of Skyfall it was like a one scene where and it was uh, like because it just had like the neon lights in the background it reminded me of that scene in Skyfall I think where uh, again like great cinematography so I think it was taking some cues from there or some other movie set in like those kinds of areas but very very nice like you actually see those colors pop and like just all the red light on his face and all that like he's seeing red also the actor is the guy from uh, Wolverine yep uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I, I had a cool. brief moment I'm like haven't we been here before <laughs> so, like is it uh, for a moment I was like is it the same guy is it like an alternate dimension maybe Wolverine is hanging out somewhere in the background <laughs> and he goes like go fuck yes or something like <laughs> that would be cool but uh, that was good I liked his character arc also because it also gave him time to do that and uh, even after losing everything he's not he's just on a killing spree but he's killing the bad guys yeah which is quite good I like that um, what else Professor Hulk um, hold on hold on before that so they, they figure out the time thing mm-hmm. and then they're like we need to run this by Tony obviously and then you learn about Morgan Stark and the helmet thing call back to Iron Man 2 mm-hmm. I really like the fact that Tony just said no I kind of didn't I mean it, I think stays too true to his character but I didn't like the thing where he's still working on it even though he's told him I'm out Correct. I feel like by that point he's had enough of a character change that he's got enough skin in the game that he's he's not even bothered like this is it guys and he's very upfront about it to them he's like you guys are welcome to for lunch if you don't talk shop or something mm. he says something mm. I was like this is a very nice change of pace okay. because you can see that he had a kid it's got he's mm. got completely different priorities yeah correct but then he's still working on the problem I kind of hope they would have a different way to get to the point maybe he was trying to solve a problem for them so that they can go and figure it out that was my original thought and then after the conversation he has with Potts and she's like I know that you can't give this up yeah. like you have to be involved in it so then I think then he also accepts that yeah maybe I do have to go back and but I was kind of disappointed I was hoping that he would say no and actually be out of the whole thing until the point they're like okay you know what we have figured it out mm. and the thing is we need you to step in because we were one man down or something like that I think it's also the moment he sees uh, Peter Parker no? in that picture that's what tips the scales oh well. okay right right he sees right. Peter Parker right. and he's like this uh, boy like he, right. so it's almost like he lost his son no? correct almost. So right. that's a nice that's, moment that's the motivation correct so I, uh, I but yeah good then they go to Professor Hulk after Tony I was happy with that because all of these things were kind of anticipated since I don't know Ragnarok or something mm-hmm. so I'm happy that they kind of answered some of the things up front in the very beginning like Professor Hulk is just who he is that was not a deus ex machina where you know last minute they, they finally resolved their issues to be, 
become one Hulk, like Super Saiyan, and then they, and that's how they win the day because Bruce and yeah. Hulk sort things out. No, but it, but uh, it felt also like uh, maybe it sort of answers itself, but it's also about how uh, like he's always struggled with the duality, right? And he's never been able to reconcile. And in Infinity War, especially, Hulk just says no. Yeah. And then what does he have to go through to get them to reconcile? But I think the answer lies in the fact that he just has time. Yeah. And uh, he's not fighting a war where he, he has, has to turn into Hulk. So right. he, he can experiment and he can try different yeah. things. So he can't. Uh, he doesn't have to lose much. To, uh, so he he's just experimenting and gets on with it. Um, that was also quite funny that exchange there. Uh, that was that was nice. It was kind of reminiscent of Ant Man, like the yeah. kind of quick dialogue and the, the fast shifting of opinions. That was that was okay. I mean, what happened to Louis though? When he said okay, so when he says time heist, I was like okay, the gang's coming back. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping that at least somebody would be there. But alright, as far as recurring characters go, I think. My top three recurring characters, top three, top two at least were completely satisfied, which for me was the ancient one, mm-hmm. and Korg. Okay. So, they they were both there. I think three I could say because Valkyrie is my third, okay. hoping expected character. So I was like, yeah, they got those. They talked to Bruce Banner. Tony Stark figures out the solution to time travel. Uh. I, I just loved the Tony Stark at home scenes. Yeah. For the same reason, I loved the Hawkeye at home scenes. Which is the same as why I loved the Ant Man at home. Scenes. Yes. All civilian life. Yeah. Anyway, so they figure it out and then they start the testing with uh, Scott Lang. Then Barton uh, comes in. Yeah. Yeah, and then b- between this, they go and recruit uh, Thor. And uh, Hawkeye, yeah. new Asgard. I was like, okay. Oh, by the way, uh, I've I've seen a lot of like spoiler reviews and stuff like that. Nobody has mentioned the fact. Everybody's like, where is it? I think it's the same city where the Tesseract is in the beginning of Captain America. Uh, uh like in Norway. Uh, if you remember Captain America, the first first scene where Red Skull. This is in nineteen uh, forties or something. Okay. Uh, Red Skull goes to this place in Norway, and uh, it's this old um. Church kind of place, yeah. and there's Yggdrasil on uh, one wall, yep, yep. and he opens that and he uh, gets the thing. I think that's the the it's Tonsul or something something like that. It's like a city uh, in Norway, and I think that's where they bring uh, New Asgard. Oh, okay. Because I'm guessing because the Tesseract was there, it is it ha- it holds like um, significance significance in the Norse mythology or whatever. Right. Okay. So I think that's where it is. It's not like some place somewhere else. Oh, okay. Because I thought so initially, I thought which also adds up to Th- Thor Ragnarok, where uh, Odin says uh, this is where you can start right. start again or something. Right, he does, he does. That's what I thought, but at the end, I felt like maybe that was Scotland. That's what I heard from a lot of people, but like because just the name on the on the, the sign the shot also. in Scotland, I think probably. But like the the sign also has like just the f- uh, characters. The characters are not from. Yeah, Norway makes a lot more sense actually. I think it's the it's the city. I think I have to go back and watch uh, first uh, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. first one. Just take like bits and pieces. I have a lot of issues of that sort. 
just to figure to match things up but also i think i need to watch end game again because there's a, there's a bunch of stuff which uh, sort of takes because there's a lot that happens there is a lot especially the the different team ups so so they go back to yeah. back in time and they go to these different times so again like there um, i have certain issues like you will always find a better pairing of grouping but uh, sending two civilians uh, fairly like non superhero people to the soulstone place to warmir uh, felt like a bit of a uh, a setup so like you don't feel too bad if you lose or you don't feel too underpowered if one of them dies yeah there was like barton and uh, black widow like either of them dies you don't lose like a big hitter Like if it was like Thor or somebody who who has to be sacrificed, <laughs> like then it didn't work out. Yeah. So that would have been like very weird. I I kind of I was actually thinking about like what if they sent one person to the to Vormir? Exactly. What if one guy goes? What's gonna happen then? Yeah. So I mean, alright. If I, Thor I, went, he'd probably throw uh, Mjolnir out. <laughs> be like this is the thing I love the most. <laughs> No, he'd probably take like a the current Thor would probably like get his bottle and look yeah. at his bottle of beer, be like, "I love you," and just let it go. I think Red Skull would have to take that. Like, yep, that's yeah. legit. Yeah. No, no. That problem. is true love, my friend. Right, <laughs> Red Skull pulls a red card, be like, "No, you can't do that here. Get out of here with that shit." I think also the lines that he delivers are all like word for word from Infinity War. Yeah, because he's the guardian of the stone, so and he has no character. He's he, just a tape. He's an NPC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So uh, even there, like I had, uh, so that was one thing. Also, um, sending Nebula to uh, Morg, Morag, Morag, Morag. Morag. Mm-hmm. So that place. along with who so again like because they're split up in these new permutations and combinations it, it's it's a little because i saw it two days ago so i i don't remember exactly who went where and what yeah okay i can refresh your memory mm-hmm. for that so, so is, uh, let, let's do it stone wise okay. okay so three stones in new york okay. uh, which is space mind and time, time. then uh, soul stone on vormir Uh, Ether on Asgard, that's five, and Morag. Uh, Morag is the power, power stone. stone. Okay, so the three people, and then they split like three people, three stones for New York. So which is uh, Hulk for time. Yeah, Hulk for time. Captain America for the uh, mind, and Tony for the space. Uh, and Ant Man. Ant Man goes with uh, Tony for the first part. Okay, sure. Yeah, actually, it's those Scott three. Goes with Tony those three well. for the first two stones. Yeah, and Hulk goes alone for yeah. the time stone. Yeah. There's uh, Natasha and Clint for uh, the soul stone. Rhodey and uh, I'm going blank. What's Gamora's sister's name? Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They go to Morag. Morag for the power stone. And Thor and Rac- uh, Rocket. I was gonna say Raccoon. Yeah. उटरी 
so well yeah because so you know the entire fight sequence what's going to happen you literally know the future mm-hmm. and the way he handles it diplomatically as like yes there is a wise man like you know you can, you can see the age on him like simply whispering hail hydra he's walking with the brief i okay. love that and it, i feel like it was set up from winter soldier so now i might i have some uh, issues with time okay just the way they have handled time in the movie okay okay so in that instance they are back in the time of avengers yes okay? so this is before winter soldier correct okay and this guy says hail hydra yes so ramlo knows that he's a hydra agent or at least thinks that uh, captain america is a hydra agent correct and then if winter soldier happens okay so then i will recommend that does make I, i will recommend uh, to not go for continuity between this movie and the ones that came after the point where they did the time insertions because except for the one discussion with uh, the ancient one that uh, bruce banner has where he actually like, you know what i, I don't think he's got it entirely because like i i have seen a lot of different ways time can be played out yeah but uh, i don't know which one they're actually using or if it's neither or if there or if, if there are loopholes there are loopholes maybe so maybe this could be a setup for the multiverse of uh, okay that was in a different universe or whatever. maybe i do have to definitely watch it again because that was one moment where uh, so this- captain america there was also uh, the whole thing with nebula and what was happening yes there's also a bigger question of thanos if thanos is killed here how does he come back to life and uh, do the things and get the stone and do the snap thingy exactly. so i don't know how all of that works out how nebula's arc works out how gamora's works out now that she knows that she has to she's going to fall in love with peter quill all those like time stuff i have a, a lot of okay, questions i think let's let's get to the time stuff at a later stage because uh, i think i the thing I, is that it wants a second watch it. maybe after watching end game again maybe we should go again and watch it in imax and then we should can, uh, but i thought over it this afternoon and there are like the basic obvious time problems you're thinking about and there are some other ones also hmm. so okay so for example i'll i'll tell you this between like loki gets the space stone right Yeah, he gets a tesseract he, and then he disappears. Yeah. But when Thor goes to Asgard, Loki's in prison. How? Right. So I mean, those kinds of questions. And who does he take to Asgard? Because that's that's the end of the Avengers. He goes uh, to Asgard yeah. with Loki. What has Loki done? I mean, like th- it sets up a lot more things later on as well. Yeah. So let's put those aside right now. The paradoxes, because I think that's like a rabbit hole in and of itself. Mm-hmm. but assuming that the thing checks out like you know assuming that they insert the stones back into their time and place wherever they took it out mm-hmm. and assuming that creates no ripple mm-hmm. so let's just accept that as what happens and go on because there are other things okay so before we accept and move on how does the uh, giving back of the soul stone work do you get a soul for a soul and does black widow come back to that yeah i think that they, should have been the case because it's a, if it's a soul for a soul you can't just give a soul yeah i feel like they keep the soul stone probably because they can't give it back or they just give back the soul stone i think it's like a one time purchase thing again like some minor 
Okay, let's okay again. Hold on. Okay, don't, that, don't, that's that's. You are going into post-end game storylines. Okay, okay, let's come back to where we are. Bef- collecting the stones. Yeah. I like. So I thought it would be a pretty simple ordeal, and you know they insert a little bit of shenanigans in between. I'm like, okay, that's fine. The part where they start giving Thanos direct feed to mm. the thing, I was like, that's an amazing move. It checks out, and. You remember in Infinity War, he says, "You are not the only one burdened with knowledge." Yes, he does say that, and he knows Tony Stark. Yes, he does. Hmm. Interesting, curious point to be discussed. So, they uh, okay. I didn't get some of the why they did things in a certain way, but they recover the Mind Stone. Captain America versus Captain America. That was a that was a very comic booky moment. Yeah. Like the character, the future, character. and the past. Like yeah. So that then Bruce See, gets again, again. My my the superhero moment uh, question that I used to have when I watched this movie, I was like, Russos have read, read my mind, and they're like, he will give you all the super book, uh, super uh, hero movement moments you want <laughs> because I saw like Captain America versus Captain America and the shield against the shield, and yes. I was like, this is a character, this is a cover, like this is a okay. So here I would say that the the superhero moment definition warrants definite because I was like, this is a moment. I just wish, like Civil War, they'd paused it, like for a fraction of a second, when they just hit their shields, just slow it down. Mm-hmm. Just let me just breathe in the moment, just enjoy what's happening, Correct. and then get back to the action. Mm-hmm. Just turn it back for a few seconds, dial it down, because I wanted to see that. Like, oh my god, this is crazy! This is happening. Right. So. I I think I I have this issue with a lot of other scenes in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll address those as and when. I liked the reasoning with with the ancient one. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was some some solid logic there. Uh, anyway, let's not get into that. But so he gets those stones, two stones done. They get those sorted. Uh, I I really liked how they resolved the space stone issue. Yeah. So you get a hitch. How do you solve that? And then when they started discussing that Pym particles thing, I thought they would go for the World Fair from Iron Man Two. Okay. Where Tony Stark, uh, where Howard Stark was there, and I guess like if Hank Pym is such a he would have been big yeah. shot, yeah, scientist thing. Like that's what he, that's where he would. Be. But he needed the stone, right? Yeah, but I figured by then because Captain America, Howard Stark finds the Tesseract, Tesseract in the bottom of the ocean. Correct, but the it's kept in the shield facility Void. where it is. Uh, right. But I think uh, in um, I think in Ant Man two or in Ant Man one. I, I think in Ant Man two, um, Hank Pym uh, tells Scott Lang of how yeah, he doesn't Stark. trust the Starks. Yeah. And like that reason, so that was there in that movie which. Right. Uh, is put together so it's like okay they are they interact at some point yeah they interact and they're in the same place so they have both the things in the same place what I really liked is uh, like for a moment it didn't hit me that uh, they're they're looking for Hank Pym because of the Pym Pym particles I was expecting that because they only have like enough Pym particles for them for one person 
I was thinking one of them was going to sacrifice themselves and just going to stay in that reality. Okay. And so like they had two bottles. Right. And so maybe I was thinking like Steve Rogers will stay there. Uh, uh, Tony will take the two bottles, go to the that time. Yeah. Uh, like use up one in that process and use up one to take the Tesseract back home. That is what I thought. So I was like, okay, so like Cap is going to die here. But I, so that came as a bit of a surprise to me. That was very nice. Supported my expectations out. at least. It also ties in with the Winter Soldier thing with the Anim Zola's lab. It's yeah. the same bunker. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't expecting the Howard Stark interaction. Yeah. I felt, th- and that was nice because Howard Stark has played a role in the movie since Iron Man 2. Okay. Right? So you know what relationship Tony had with his father, with himself and this, those kinds of things. And now you see it being mirrored where Tony himself is a father. Mm-hmm. A father talking to another father figure. I, I really like that interaction and the kind of the jitters that you see. Yeah. That was nice. But Even when he hugs it, that was such a nice move. <laughs> Thank you for everything the that you've done for the country. That was a really nice dialogue. <laughs> so, but that happens, that checks out. And then... Um, what happened after it? I, yeah, so they go, they go back. They get the pin particles. They get the space stone mission accomplished. They're all sorted. Soulstone, Vormir. I felt it was a little bit childish. At the same time, I felt it was. It also made sense. Like these guys it made perfect other. sense. And I'm so happy, so very, very happy that they did kiss. Yeah, I cannot tell you how much like when they're having those final moments and exchanging words mm. and he does say that you should you have to lose what you love and I'm sitting there thinking please don't kiss because I have never pictured their relationship as a romantic relationship mm-hmm. it's always it been was. A, it never was but I was just hoping it didn't turn into one okay. like hey surprise you know what we liked each other from the beginning and I was like no they were friends they were the best friends but they were friends mm-hmm. and like platonic love is a real thing yeah. so that can also mean something about losing someone you love I think it also made sense that uh, Barton does not die because uh, he has someone to come back to yeah mm-hmm. and Black Widow mm-hmm. doesn't have a family to come oh. back to yeah so it, 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 it made proper yeah. sense it made complete sense even I agreed with that final decision of hers that it shouldn't be him who dies but so that happens, Soulstone recovered, that's sorted. Power Stone. I was kind of so I like the fact that they begin with Quill dancing because I don't know, I just like that. And they show the silent part where it's like that's a crazy guy. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like they could have let him take the stone and then robbed him. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to get it themselves. But then you see the more uh, the not I think the morality of Nebula or whatever where she stares at her hand like she's no longer herself and she's like machine and all that they could have uh, no 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 they couldn't take it later because the thing is uh, he gets into a chase directly oh, no oh yeah the, the people from Ronin yeah so mm-hmm. the, those guys right. come in right. 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 okay makes sense alright and then Nebula gets left behind Rhodey recovers the stone yes. what I didn't realize which I realized like in the first do over like the movie I didn't realize that later on I got to know they capture Nebula 
and, and you know she takes her um, golden plate. plate. Yeah, yeah, her plate, and she asks Thanos how how do I look? That was not a superficial thing, because she takes her time travel thingy, and she uses it. So when everyone comes back, Nebula is with them. I didn't even register because I'm just looking at the heads and I'm like, is is every stone there? So I was counting the stones and the people. So I did that calculation. But when later on Nebula is betraying them and like helping Thanos come, I was like, how? When did she arrive? And how? Oh, did, oh okay, okay. I because I initially I thought that Nebula didn't come back with them and she came back later. But mm. because time doesn't work like space. She came back with them, but the nebula that came back was the traitorous Thanos serving. Correct, 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 correct. So yeah, that hit me later. That was a nice little realization. Mm, they get the stones back, and I they give a moment to remembering Natasha. Like the I think they they did that mm-hmm. memory like her memory justice. Where Banner throws the thing the yeah the bench thing, yeah, yeah. and then they get right down to business. They I was surprised. Like I thought that it would take more time for them to build the gauntlet, but they get it done. Because nanotechnology that Stark has is as good as the Nidalee. Yeah, Nidalee. I was kind of skeptical, but I was I, like, I, 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 again, like it's like Tony Stark basically at this point has magic. Yes. Like and especially his nanotech suit particles can do anything. I mean, maybe if they had shown like I don't know Benedict Wong coming into like consult, maybe. Could have been. Like he understands like the. Mythos of the stones. Did he die? I don't know. Was he alive? He just disappears. Right? Yeah, he know. goes away. Yeah. Anyway, so they make the thing, and I'm thinking he doesn't even get to snap. But in retrospect, he had to snap because the cavalry must arrive, mm-hmm. and the big scene must happen. So he snaps. The good part of it, I think, the uh, the Loki. L O W K E Y low key thing that they do is that they don't show anyone else except Laura calling. Yeah. So you have proof that everyone came back. Yeah. But they don't show like Black Panther or Doctor Strange or they don't have any other correct, people, correct, correct. which is very nice when you have the final you know curtain rises and the cast. Where if I must, I uh, I have another time travel quabble. Let's with the movie, <laughs> just, just a tiny thing. Okay. Um, okay. Th- uh, because the thing is, ki, uh, I don't understand. Is it like uh, snap one and people disappear, and snap two they come back, mm. or is it uh, after the twenty days or so that have happened that have passed? Yes. Uh, after that, snap two comes into effect, or is it actually five years later? Is the snap two comes into effect? I so believe, does it uh, does it snap to uh, re- undo those things retrospectively or in that moment? in that moment? So five years later, the moment Bruce uh, Hulk snaps his fingers, at that moment everybody comes back to him. Everyone is restored to the moment they were snapped to. Correct. So to the moment, as in to the space they were snapped to, but the time is five years later. Right. So the time is right now, the moment mm-hmm. of snappage, mm-hmm. you could say. Right. But the space, the position, is whatever they were in. That makes sense. I and mean, like, the- 
again discrepancies aside like people who were flying on a plane from new york to london like the plane was moving like, let's not get into it <laughs> no 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 theek hai theek hai so the team collects the stones yeah and they make the gauntlet and then again the gauntlet works perfectly as a gauntlet because it's stark it's stark technology yeah, yeah yeah why not i'm 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 a little unhappy with it mm. i mean with the effort that it took to you know eat tree the dwarf and what he paid for making a gauntlet yeah it seems like there is technology on earth which is just equivalent to nidavellir yeah i mean you you either need the power of a dying star or a stark mm-hmm. that that i either of those work yeah apparently mm, they're just perfect but i i don't uh, i feel that sort of takes away a little bit from the um, the novelty of the gauntlet itself or like the fact that it was made on nidavellir and it also sort of takes it away from um mjolnir and then uh, stormbreaker also basically all all the, the all the weapons, big weapons because like guardian. they have to they have to have something special about it right like in in game of thrones you don't have like all uh, all swords are as good as valerian yeah. all of a sudden all uh, like you just have like window glass as good as dragon glass it doesn't work that way it has to be something special i i agree with you but I see why they had to do it also. So, I I understand. I mean, I think they could the, have done a a little bit of like maybe if they had uh, Thor sacrifice a bit and they were like, oh, we have to like melt your new axe hammer thing, Stormbreaker into something into the Infinity Gauntlet Part Two. Or maybe when Thor goes to Asgard, he just like his mother's like, oh, you're doing this. Mm. I forgot the- <laughs> we have one in the attic. Your it's dad had one. it made when we lost the first one. <laughs> it's it, it's a fake, but I think it, it'll serve the purpose. Yeah, probably because Asgardian technology is still better than Stark technology. It is. Yeah, it's like they gave a they gave us an extra one in the box. We didn't know what to do with it. It's been in the attic. You should take it. No, it's fine. We it's, don't. It's need like it. the year part that you get on of a year phone. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that. It's a slightly different size, but I'm sure you can find a big enough hand to fit it. Yeah, your father uses the hand, but we don't need the gauntlet anymore. <laughs> That sounds a little bit weird. <laughs> okay, so so uh, they make it. They they put it into the the hammer into the gauntlet. Yep, the Iron Man gauntlet, and they uh, and Hulk puts it on. He does the snappy thing. and uh, i i like the fact that he says like i was made for it it's almost like i was made for it so i i was happy that they didn't spend a lot of time debating you know hey i want to just no and and the hulk also uh, turns out to be useful in a big part uh, because he was utter useless uh, in the first in the, in the in the first of the infinity wars right So uh, that is okay. We've talked about a bunch of other stuff also. So like after the snap thing, uh, so again a bunch of my time things, uh, time finicky questions that I have. Uh, so uh, what I came to understand from the way it was explained in the movie is that um, as long as you take the stones out of the timeline and then you put them back, right. it restores the timeline. Correct. 
right that's how the ancient one explains it it's correct. like one branch and you stick to it if the stones are reinserted correct right so when that is done um you actually should continue in the same timeline as the other movies uh, after that so for example when they do the th- the thor 2 stuff right um, and they have and then cap goes and reinserts the the stones back into that time and then yes. uh the rest of thor to whatever happens after the stone part yeah continues as usual and all the and thor 3 happens just the way it did before everything else right. happens perfectly exactly the same way because they have restored the timeline right so in the bigger scheme of things um infinity war happens then end game happens in this earth timeline right so infinity war happens a bunch of other stuff uh, stuff happens then end game happens Okay. Okay. So th- that's the five-year gap yes. and all of that taken into consideration. So when all of that happens, then again there's these guys who have knowledge of something of the past, and then Thanos, his timeline sort of is a little weird because here he is basically dead at the end of Endgame. That is true. And then he has to somehow still be alive in the past to be able to get the stones again, do all the stuff that he did in Infinity War, which is very very confusing to me. Okay. So. the thing is like we've discussed earlier like let's ignore the paradoxes for the moment the time paradoxes okay because i think they there's a different kind of paradox with every stone so okay. let, let's do those later because i feel like ig- ignoring that one piece of thing i mean it's a big deal like when you have time travel movies they have mm. like having a seamless time travel thing makes the movie amazing like you know prisoner of azkaban like no right. flaws it's very nice and the fact that they make fun of back to the future in the movie about time travel which has more paradoxes about the time travel itself feels like it wants a lot of discussion right but i think let's get to it after the thing because i i have a few doubts and okay. it's a little bit hazy for me we'll get to it but like the the issue i have is i think it's trying to have its cake and eat it too it's like we're going to make a, make fun of all like back to the future and stuff and how that has paradoxes but we don't yeah. and then it, it it somehow has its own faults and yeah, that that's, that's what i felt that's why what i, I would like to believe is that they're actually setting it up as an alternate universe or like of the ancient one didn't actually know so much of everything and like <laughs> she was also baffled by time the way dormammu was where she was getting her power from uh, oh big, that that's in the bigger nice picture one. so maybe she is also a little bit naive when it comes to time because she also like she hasn't used the time stone as much or like to the extent that um that the the stone in itself does like yeah. the amulet is not as powerful as the stone itself right. so um i think she also doesn't understand it completely so maybe they will actually have this setup uh, like the different uh, the multiverse proper i think that does the and if they do it like that i think then it it sort of is justified where you have another film so like something like a thor 3 that is happening like a ragnarok right. is happening but where you also have like an alternate version of the thor 3 happening where like something completely different is happening right. so you can have something of that sort also which could be interesting so they can have a thor 3 but like from a different Correct. universe uh, i i yeah. think i think that's what's going on because mm-hmm. the explanation that they give in the movie where the removal of the stone creates a different 
timeline it all makes sense and if you put the stone back at the same instance it's fine everything's okay that makes sense too but the thing is like i guess they have some issues first of all uh, thanos like you said yeah that like that i think is the biggest marker and it's not even one character because like he does mention in infinity war that he's burdened with knowledge he knows of tony stark he knows things like that yeah. and him being the sort of like the super villain that he is right it's fine if he even has that paradoxical knowledge or whatever yeah but the fact that his entire spaceship has it like uh, like um nebula is there right, right. she she exists gamora exists in two timelines right. so like they have all done time travel so i feel it's a little weird for them to also have that knowledge and for it to never be used later on i i think uh the i think what happens is when they start messing with time mm-hmm. they're in a different um uh, i think the timeline branches and like you say they do i think this is the gateway to different this is the multiverse gateway right. i guess because it's been hinted at in doctor strange she does say different universes or mm-hmm. something like that and the other part is um there's some huge like okay forget so for the thanos thing i would say okay what if maybe he got snapped back to his reality Okay. And maybe he didn't he wasn't he didn't die. Tony Stark just put him back where he came from. Okay. I mean because he has the alpha and omega of the universe. He has everything. He has the time stone and space stone and everything. And maybe you know he's like I I could argue maybe that he erased his memories because he has the mind stone and he just just put everyone back where they belong. Okay. a that could be true but the other thing is more than the thanos problem i feel there is a loki problem so if you look at the thor right. scenes loki is in prison mm-hmm. that makes sense because he was caught after the events of avengers 1 mm-hmm. and he was taken to asgard and in prison and thor lets him out for the second one with his help with darkers but in this movie when they fudge the space stone collection loki takes the stone and he disappears where does he go to first and if he goes somewhere who is in asgard who helps them with the dark elves the the question is a little bit more complicated because it's like he he again he only has the space stone he doesn't have the time stone so he, he can only hop around in space right okay so he hops around in space for a very short amount of time because from the stark tower in whatever couple of days that it takes from there to uh, thor actually going back to asgard right so let's say it's a week so at best they have a week uh, and like we don't know what happens at that time because for sure at the end of avengers the first part at the end you see all of these guys um, at in a park or some place and uh, thor has uh, loki with him and he has a tesseract yeah, and he, uh, he opens up the bifrost and he goes back to asgard right. so he has a loki so it could be him uh, like he's gone around doing space stuff and come back somehow and they've managed to recapture him okay. which seems like a big thing to omit uh, if that it had does. happened it does and uh, if not maybe he's tricked them into like maybe he's made a version of like a hologram version of himself that gets caught or something like that till 
uh, he actually comes back to the space where I, he's trapped. But then also it doesn't make sense. Why would he escape captivity and then still come I think, back? I think, so now, like, we are going into realm of guesswork. But I think the answer to this, again, is all, like, Captain America has all the stones, right? Hmm. So, hypothetically, he could go back to the moment, um, like, when Loki disappears with the space stone. Hmm. He could use the stones he has. Like, he has the six infinity stones. Assuming he hasn't put them any, of, any of them away. He uses all of them to just track down Loki in space and time. Use his pimp particles and whatever to just fix everything. Hmm. So that the fudge up doesn't happen. That the space stone remains in the suitcase. Okay. But the thing is, like, we saw... The space, like, that that's the problem I have with these movies. Exactly. Where the post-facto, it's not, it's not a seamless thing. Yeah. So since it's not, even if we say that Captain America did all this stuff, we should have seen this in the original scene when there's, like, there's a third Captain America just standing off to the side with a briefcase with full of six stones, like, yeah. going, oh, wait, are you guys done? So that kind of a thing, I would have, it would have been nice. Mm-hmm. I think a better explanation, which I like to think about is the fact that you know what they screwed up this thing happened that thing happened but that branched off the timelines so it's just a different timeline so okay the one which Thanos dies in so the Thanos from 2014 comes to the present and the whole thing happens he gets killed but that isn't the Thanos that snapped originally so when once they took the stones out and everything they changed the timeline so that timeline is still protected. Or you could say that they they have deviated. Okay. So since they've deviated, uh, it's okay that this Thanos doesn't go back and go around collecting the stones the way we see in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Because those are, I guess maybe you could say Than I from different <laughs> universes. Okay. Pro- please provide a, uh, a plural, plural for Thanos. <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, so I, I I prefer to think about the parallel universe or parallel okay. thing, whatever. I think uh, as long as comic books go, I think there there's a precedent for like multi multiverse and stuff Big like time. that. So the it's cool in comic books. I think in films still like because you uh, brought up Prisoner of Azkaban. I I really like that kind of a, a time time paradox Me too. where like everything because like when I remember when I was watching Prisoner of Azkaban for the first time uh, and that moment like where the the conch the rock that hit the pebble that hits him uh, Harry and like you realize all of that is coming back again it it it, it blows your mind in a different way and I think it's more cathartic it's more it uh, it's more satisfying than any other way of time travel like having multi multiverses or like all, just like an infinite universe it is like it's it's like okay but it feels a little too omni omni powerful om, omnipresent or omniscient to be able to jump through the exact timeline that you want it feels like a little bit too much even for a comic book Especially when it's adapted into a it's, movie. It's like an easy way out, right? Yeah, it, it's a very easy... It's, it's a, a cop-out. It's a it, pure cop-out. I, I feel that too. But the thing is, the way this story has been presented, mm-hmm. 
I feel like that's the best thing that I can believe in because if I if there's if you try to construct a different scenario like you know where yeah. Cap went around and he he fixed everything you know he wiped everybody's memories and he fixed every every single thing it's like that's way too far fetched and I understand he had a lifetime to do it you know he had lots of pimp particles and you know he he took his sweet time making sure every stone was inserted right then and there mm-hmm. but. I feel like if it was, then like it needs to be shown in the beginning that there needs to be mm. some, if not a direct, direct uh, indication. There needs to be a little bit of a hint that you know what, like there's something going on. That it, it, it you need to find a loop. If if you're gonna mess with time, I feel like you kind of have to show it being put back. Mm. And since they don't. Then I'm like I'm assuming it was not put back. It wasn't conserved, mm. and it has split off. I mean that's the only alternative mm. that you have. Yeah, maybe you got the time stone back. Maybe you got some or the other, right? But there's still a couple of stones that you missed, and so you didn't just you have nothing. I mean you don't correct protect the timeline. You have a different story going on. Thanos didn't come. It didn't snap. So it's fine, and I'm okay with that. Mm. I'm okay with that explanation. So then Endgame turns out the way it did because, you know, hey, you changed the timeline. I would also have liked to see, I would have also liked to see um, just life coming back because all you see is the the birds and all you see is the the phone call from uh, his wife. I have a question about the birds. Like, were they there before? I don't think so. And I can't remember if in Infinity War they had a shot with the birds on the trees. Mm. Like, okay, I get that they, the birds were there. They, it's like the prestige thing. You show something. Yeah, you show it, you hide it, and then you bring it back. Mm. I mean, if you just bring it back, I'm, that's what happened to me in the theater. When yeah. They showed the birds, I'm like, were they gone? I'm guessing they were because they showed, they gave, they give it significant time. I mean, they give him a strong three seconds or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's in your face kind of a shot, and I'm like, please give that time to something mm. more significant, like superheroes punching super strongly. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, I didn't get the birds thing. What really made it for me was the phone call. So it's like, yeah, his yeah. wife is calling. So. But I think at least uh, if they didn't want to show any of the superheroes because you wanted to keep them for the right. end reveal. It's fine, but at least you should. You could have shown the the regular people coming back to life, like just in trees, just like I, randomly appearing, and like because for them, like nothing much has happened for them. It's just a yeah. moment. It's just a moment of. It's like a. Uh, it's like for a five year stretch, they don't know what they were doing, and now they're sort of reunited. They're like, oh, what is happening? And like, yeah. like a reverse uh, rapture. Yeah. I think that could have been very. Uh, like useful moment it would also I think it would be a more impactful moment than the birds coming back that's true but even if there was no foreshadowing for it even if you didn't see empty streets uh, even then or even if you have had a shot of like Scott Lang's house yeah. that road where he sees a uh, child yeah. you could see like people just popping around yeah. in that place okay here's what I think about this I like the fact that they didn't show anyone actually materializing hmm. because like even the phone call so they leave it all for the end because even though he gets the phone call, so it's like, obviously, everyone's back. Mm-hmm. It, 
it has to be but they, they keep that doubt in your mind that is anyone everyone really back and he, he takes a phone call i don't remember whether he hears his wife say anything i think he does right hmm. i think he does she she talks to him yeah. and you can hear her voice as well uh, i'm not sure of that i think we I only hear think, his side i think you can hear okay. her voice anyway but that the that's the tiniest shred of evidence that people are back mm-hmm. i mean imagine if you showed just people like reappearing like maybe nick fury mm-hmm. or like just people in the streets coming back mm-hmm. then everyone would be anticipating the cavalry moment you right. know the moment okay. where he turns around and the all the heroes come charging right i agree whereas in this case i like the fact that they don't really make you think about all those things hmm. like you think about the fact that yeah his wife is back and that's amazing but the repercussions that you know every single hero that was there in uh, wakanda yeah, yeah. is back okay, okay like you know things just got real okay it's holding on to a bit of yeah it's, st- okay. it's still holding it mm-hmm. and so the reappearance not putting it up in your face i think pays off right because you've forgotten and when the next fight happens like when mm. when the things after it happened you know you suddenly get distracted by he's bombing the entire avengers facility mm. and everything destroyed and the fact thor is fighting thanos <laughs> like and you have all those amazing moments which completely make you forget the fact that people are back and there is a cavalry okay. like until now there hasn't been any there's no backup okay i can see that i can see that. i like that okay okay so in the in the in the fight itself i also like the fact that um, like there's a smaller group it's only like the big three guys uh, fighting thanos mm-hmm. while the rest of them are like in smaller skirmishes everywhere yeah. just like fighting off like trolls or whatever and uh, it's just these guys just fighting thanos and like it's all almost uh, all of it is just hand to hand combat mm-hmm. uh, there's a little bit of uh, the mjolnir and the ha- hammer both moment <laughs> and then uh, the moment where the crowd goes wild uh where the captain holds the hammer mm-hmm. and uh, but the the thing is i i don't know why it, it didn't feel to me as a huge moment like or as huge as how much the audience reacted to it okay um was it the same for you for me i think it was i would say top 5 moments of Ooh. the movie because it was like it, it's going to happen and like no time like this time yeah it it, it is going to happen but the thing is so they teased this in age of ultron hmm. in one of the most relaxed like this is a scene from the trailer correct and you see thor get serious for a moment as the hammer moves a little bit and it doesn't happen and then they what have, if he was just faking it he was like nah let's just leave it for the 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 end game where it'll be a powerful moment i, I don't know about that but it's been teased in ultron in the trailers of ultron hmm. so like everyone's expecting in age of ultron you know what captain america uses the hammer never happened like vision picked up the hammer right vision but see his, that that moment was very <laughs> powerful because in that movie itself like it would like it was like a competition like these guys are like it's yeah. like the excalibur moment exactly and then like nobody's actually been able to and this guy just offhandedly uh, is like oh yeah. it's it's terribly well balanced so like that kind of stuff happens at least it's there in the same movie so it so it, i think it's uh, it's um depending a little too much on just i think that the, the entire movie just is based on the fact that other people have watched all the other movies of course it is of so, course yeah. it is 
I mean, uh, there was another point I was going to make, but then I I realized that it was quite a stupid point to make was that uh, Infinity War is a better movie just as a standalone film. Okay. Like it it can be like somebody who has lived under a rock and never seen any any Marvel movie mm-hmm. can still watch Infinity War and make sense of it. Because right. it still holds. It has a start and an end. It has a it has a very shocking end to it. Right. So it's still a contained story. Whereas Endgame just stands no chance of any uh, understanding unless you know all these characters from before. Yeah. There's a lot of characters and it's it's pure fan service, which uh, I, I which is not a complaint by the way. It it is it okay. is the it, it it's the moment I have lived for for the last ten years. Um, I feel like a little overstatement, but yeah. It, it it has been it's, yeah i think when it becomes a comic book movie right it's fine i mean if you think okay am i wrong in like before sunset mm-hmm. like i'm going into a completely different genre but that's what came into my head yeah, wildly different yeah but the conversations they're having do relate or i think the conversation is a lot to do with what happens in before sunrise yeah so if I haven't seen Before Sunrise and if I watch Before Sunset, I don't think it's gonna make a lot of sense to me. But the thing is, there the film is also just forgetting what happened in the past. It's also it's it's like selective memory. It's like okay. uh, so like when they are like, oh, did we actually sleep together? And then one person says, oh yeah, we definitely did. The other one is like, no, that didn't happen. That was just in the in the book. Yeah. And like this is uh, again that uh, again like we can talk about that trilogy also. I think we can do uh, an episode on just like trilogies, like famous trilogies that we like. Ooh. We can have the Dark Knight, Before Sunrise, Cornetto. Yeah, (laughs) I I still have to see the second and the third one. Uh, Maybe even the the infamous Star Wars trilogies, Um, the trilogy of trilogies, maybe. Uh, Whatever, like we 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 can talk about that another time. But my point is that in this one, uh, it is just completely based on references. And at the same time, just before, I think the day before I watched Avengers, yeah. uh, Endgame, I was reading, uh, like the nerd that I am, I was reading Aristotle's Poetics, okay, where he talks about um, everything, every uh, drama, everything that you see, every piece of literature, poetic, right. is uh, an imitation of the original, okay. right? In most instances, that's an imitation of real life. Okay. In this case, it's an imitation of an imitation. Right. Okay. So it's an imitation of the comic right. books uh, stories. Yeah. So what is happening is uh, in in this movie especially, like it is so reliant on the uh, the imitation that it is. Okay. It doesn't even try to be anything original, or it doesn't try to be um, anything uh, in and of itself. It's it's just pure references. It's almost like it's like reading a. Um, it's like reading the references or like the bibliography at the end where like, okay, these are all connected, but uh, like, it, it, it's, it feels a little more scattered. I think for us, because we've seen all these movies yeah. and we can relate even like moments like Captain America in the elevator. Yeah. We are like, those are moments which call out to us. Right. But for uh, the uninitiated, that is just a scene where like, okay, you're, you're building up to a possible fight, but then you're copping out. For a person who hasn't seen uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, for them that moment doesn't really hold any It has any no truth. significance. And the entire movie holds no truth for them. Yeah. At all. I, I completely agree. Whereas Infinity War is, uh, it, like, Infinity is still uh, referencing a lot of characters and moments and, uh, like, previous stuff that right. has happened. But in and of itself, it's still a story of Thanos doing his stuff and reaching his goal. 
I think. Uh, oh, so this is my original thesis. Yeah. That uh, this movie doesn't do it, but the fact that it is supposed to be like a reading that you do after doing the first uh, movies, you don't actually go and watch the Himayim uh, like season nine was it? Yeah. The last nine. episode where you see the mother. Yeah. You don't actually watch that episode without watching the. Yeah, the that, that's what I'm seasons. trying to put into words. Like for me, this feeling is basically like you know. Um, like the like a pyramid with a capstone correct right so when you ha- when you have just the capstone it's not going to make sense to you you're just going to say well, this is a tiny piece of gold you know but the thing is if it is the capstone to the pyramid and you know once you put it in perspective that's what makes it amazing so i don't feel like anyone should consider end game as a standalone standalone movie right i don't it's think it's not it's not meant very to be. clearly it's not. it's not meant to be and i don't think like it should be considered as such at all because if you it doesn't make sense hmm. for it to be thought of in any fashion as a standalone movie Correct. so if i the uninitiated person am i if i'm just going to be like interested in watching end game i don't think uh, it would be correct on my part Hmm. to go watch it purely out of novelty true correct because it that's not meant for me hmm. like there are i think almost every other movie is meant to be that way just a stand alone yeah. unreferenced self contained hmm. piece or at least that's the way things used to be yeah i mean about. it again a lot of movies still are hmm. this particular thing is not hmm. most of the other movies are so i mean it's okay i think the have saying that this is not uh, self contained yeah again i, I okay. have completely i have given up that argument completely just even the moment after yeah. i thought of it but uh, because like all the payoffs are there and the uh, payoffs are so good i cannot begin to describe it Okay. Everything <laughs> set up everything set up in every other movie has paid off here. You have superhero moments of all types and uh, it's on a much bigger scale than before. Like I remember talking to you about Civil War right. and I was like it doesn't feel like a civil war. It feels like a small skirmish. Yeah, it's like a skirmish. It's like a little bit of a <laughs> thing between like five people yeah. versus five people. It's like a back alley fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even like an 11 on 11 football match. It's, yeah. it's not like a World Cup final. It's like a uh, like a thing futsal you yeah. you're playing in your society <laughs> so the, and then for that being called civil war or like infinity war even like like where you have just like the wakandan army fighting these people and like the the americans were like oh in avengers we were ready to nuke our, uh, our yeah. own people but now we're, go- we're not going to nuke these uh, spaceships coming from yeah. somewhere else so the it felt like the stakes were much smaller right. in this case that moment i think i may have jumped ahead a little bit but the moment where all the the the, the doctor strange circles uh, the portals start coming up yeah and uh, all these people come back i that too was an incredible moment and just the fact that the camera just moves back just yeah, gives you a huge, huge wide shot scale i like it i really like it because like the wakandan army was also being transported like in space from wakanda to this right. place to this uh, new like cleared area and if you notice mm-hmm. they so f- initially you might i like i thought it was just doctor strange mm-hmm. coming in because i think he's like the third character who shows up yeah but it's you can see other wizards mm-hmm. because i mean they have they clearly like doctor strange the movie 
shows people training to become yeah, sorcerers yeah. and there yeah. are other yeah. sanctums around the world and Benedict Wong was also uh, exactly yeah. I mean there are so mm. many other like the followers of Caecilius or whoever that guy was mm. so like there are other wizards what are they doing now you have those wizards coming in even during the battle scenes like I remember there being like people I don't know mm. but with those golden glowing magic shields and everything I think they showed short of Uh, Wong yeah, fighting or something. I yeah. was like, cool because they just left him alone. Mm-hmm. And like one thing I have to give to Disney and Marvel is uh, which I realized in Infinity War also, where like like these are uh, like some people might call it fan like pandering to the fans moments, mm-hmm. but they are like so powerful to the right audience person. Uh, like I remember in Infinity War, it's the it's the female villain. Uh, the female boss uh, challenger from uh, yeah, Thanos' yeah. side, Black Order. and uh, she is fighting uh, Okoye and Scarlet Witch and Black Widow and like just yep. and I think somebody else also. She she's fighting. Um, I think it's uh, Okoye, Black Widow, and she's just fighting the two of them, and then Scarlet Scarlet Witch, Witch comes and uh, shows up, helps her. So so whatever my point yeah. is, so that happens on a smaller scale. In this, you get a bigger moment of all the female superheroes. Okay, I have to say that moment just blew me away because the way. Okay, I think let's. I'm not gonna rewind. Screw it. So the moment they they have this kind of a passing the parcel kind mm-hmm. of a thing, they they get that going, and then they just form this tactical triangle around him and like, all right, guys, we're doing this. It was amazing, and then you see them peel off. One of each, mm-hmm. one of them peels off, and they get kind of like a payback. So Scarlet Witch gets her fight with Thanos, which yeah. she destroys him, and then it's it's every moment just so I don't know, well done. Just that shot of just having their uh, Captain Marvel in the center with the Infinity Gauntlet, yep. and like just Gamora and Nebula and everybody you can think of. Pepper Potts, Pepper Potts, like all of these people just are surrounding her and like being this this one unit. Yeah, they reminded me of like three hundred, like where they're in like the mm-hmm. formation, mm-hmm. and it's like it's such a strong moment. Like for me, maybe it's not that uh, impactful, but for like a young girl being like, oh, like look at all those badass uh, female superheroes yeah. just fighting it out and like beating Thanos. Like that would be such a nice moment to just have, just be an inspiration. Which I again like great moments. I I love all of those. Again, I I think um, what you said still applies. Like there are some points when you could have a slight slow motion effect. Like you could pause for like half a second more, mm. just to let it sink in, mm-hmm. just so that you're like my eyes can go over through everyone in the scene. Yeah. Because I like I felt that at a few moments like. You because there are so many characters in exactly. a single frame, you have to yeah. give them I enough. I physically cannot just read everyone's face, and I can't just go through the entire frame. Right. Frame right. structure, I can't get it in. So, I that is my only issue. I think with the entire fight scene, like I'm flashing back to the Winter Soldier fight scene, the knife fight scene with uh, Bucky. Mm-hmm. I really like that scene, but. Um, I think in in this one when the, again the one on one fights I'm comparing like right. Captain America versus Winter Soldier and Captain America versus Thanos or say Iron Man versus Thanos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is possible, but I still feel like I didn't get one hundred percent of what was happening. 
and that's okay right. i think hmm. even maybe even if i understood 80% of the action i would be fine but maybe there's like i need a second viewing to understand that i think it like definitely that. does especially yeah. for like a big fan like right uh, like yeah. so when when caps shield breaks right hmm. i was like that's a moment or when um Thanos is about to like split Thor's chest open with his own axe. Like that's mm. a very mirror reversal, right? Right. You've got the going. I'm like, okay, how did we end up here? Or he just simply throws Iron Man aside. Like he just flings him off like a dot. Mm. And I feel like maybe just a tiny bit of more understanding of why it came about. Like mm. you know, Iron Man's armor is still same or maybe better than what it was. And the thing is, b- b- when these guys are fighting him in Infinity War. Like even when uh, Thor, when um, the Hulk was fighting him in the very beginning, yeah, like that guy had the power stone. He had the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. He was much more powerful. Now he's he doesn't have any stone. He's just on regular him. Thanos. Yeah, he's just regular Thanos. But he like he has like a bigger army. He has like more people, and it takes far more heroes to beat him right. in the end. That then when he had the all the six stones and all of that, I which felt a little bit like they overpowered him in this one, and maybe um, they were just trying to up the stakes a little bit more. I think, I, but in that process, it sort of diminished the power that he wielded. Yeah, in the first I mean. One. Overpowering, I'm not again sure because I, I also don't like the fact that he his motivation changes from balance to just being like I need to wipe this slate clean. But I feel like it all relates back to since he knows he did it, so the first time he until the very end, he was not sure he would finish his project or whatever hmm. task. In this thing, he knows he has the knowledge, and I feel like this is his. overconfidence or cockiness and like i love the fact that you know how knowing your future can just make like that makes him cocky i feel mm-hmm. like so since he finds out that he did it he's like okay cool i don't need to do anything i just need to chill mm-hmm. because i did it once and so like my destiny is written stone and yeah. that's what kind of just you know when he waits for everyone to come to him and every mm-hmm. every movie makes is more just you know you can't stop i am inevitable that is his hmm. line like he says right. it so i think that's more of a thing but i think it still takes away from the fact that like he he had a sort of justifiable motive in the in infinity war that's true whereas in this it, it, he just becomes a mustache twirling villain again yeah Which i kind of it, and like it feels like then you then it makes the hero's side more morally correct, uh, correct. Yeah. for them to be killing this guy off i i i felt i got a twinge of that emotion where i would have preferred them to beat the original morally just thanos yeah that would have made more sense or maybe even make him understand make him see the world like oh it it hasn't prospered like you've just brought pain to yeah. the people who have who are still here and whatever and uh, have him uh, having him realize that would uh, would probably be more uh, it would be morally more correct and it would also be probably more um, like it would make his entire quest more sort of his entire saga complete yeah i i think what uh, could could have been done is like you say like showing him what i again like it doesn't make sense because he comes in and like logically attacks the heroes who are stealing the stones so mm-hmm. you know you don't have time for that kind of sit down round table chat kind of thing correct correct but 
if there was any way like you know they have the stones so if they are able to get him to understand the repercussions of his actions and whether the five years are enough time to understand whether the universe really was helped mm-hmm. by his like snap or not and turns out maybe it wasn't and really like him going completely you know like angry and sad and just pissed off because he realizes that you know his motivation is just pointless like yeah. even though he's when he succeeds is not going to work out mm-hmm. like realizing that he's futile and the kind of anger that would generate and him just you know like hulking on everyone okay. that would have been i think very satisfying mm-hmm. which doesn't um, give him something to feel like which doesn't make me feel bad correct and and it keeps him a, a, a good well rounded character right not like a thing because he, it's almost like a deus ex machina like he changes his viewpoint at the right moment for him to be defeated uh so I, it, I, I, it feels a little bit feeling. forced but i'm okay with it yeah, because okay. i mean the other things are just, they're just worth it i mean the moments are still very they're, they're too good so i think we can, we, we've talked about the the battle enough have we because are there more elements i, I don't remember okay, much so else i remember like stuff happening on the side with gamora and peter quill yeah uh hokai running with the gauntlet from the chitauri yeah, is yeah, a pretty yeah. nice thing yeah mm. uh nebula killing her past self i feel like they could have just you know drag that moment a little bit yeah. longer could have had a little bit of more emotion Correct. that was that's something pretty serious yeah, like I, intense i completely forgot about this like mm-hmm. she kills herself her past self yeah that's a, so her past self has a gun gun drawn she tells thanos through her mic piece or whatever that i have the gauntlet hmm. and you know you think okay this is it but then yeah, gamora okay. and nebula the current timeline nebula show up and she kills her thanos serving hmm. self okay yeah like shoots through the heart oh i i i don't remember that <laughs> anyway uh, so because there's so much happening but i think yeah, even then and then afterwards yeah. when i really love like so they they drag it to the it's very cliche they drag it to the moment of defeat you know cap shield is broken again a payoff from age of ultron mm-hmm. love it and everything from age of ultron yeah everything the entire <laughs> uh, whatever uh, his vision is whatever right. tony stark sees uh, is is all there it's all true yeah and uh, i think in this movie also scarlet witch is a little underpowered then she is then the last one yeah Uh, or even when she I was in civil war i don't think so because if you see her fight on thanos much. she she's quite up there like she's matching him punch for punch and that i think she has this power of she she could just throw that huge spaceship away she could rip him inside out i feel like yeah. she, she could just get into his head and do things with him that you can't even no, speak she, of she she could just, just could, she could do so many other things but she doesn't do much of that and i think that moment is kept there for marvel yeah and uh, her moment coming back again was a little bit of a deus ex machina it, it was like very clearly it is like in the greek sense of deus ex machina where it's a god yeah. coming from the sky to yeah. help the mortals which is uh, again who, it's who captain marvel yeah not not scarlet okay. no 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 i thought you were talking about i thought you were talking about she comes in from the I sky think, yeah. at the moment where everybody is almost about to be defeated yeah. and she comes at the right moment yeah. she breaks she just Complete. turns the scales 100% but i No, for a moment I was trying to figure out how Scarlet Witch was DSX Machina. She's no, not. No, no, she's not. She's not. Captain Marvel. 
if she had done the same stuff, I think it wouldn't be a day, day six mark, right? it would be a, yeah. a moment. It would yeah. be a character moment. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, complete Superman entry. You remember you know, in, even just, in Infinity War, she had those huge, uh, like uh, circly, circly things. Those the the things that look like an excava- excavator. Oh yeah, those machines. Yeah. That had like she, huge she destroys beard, the machine and she just rips it apart, yeah. like throws it around, like those yeah. massive things. Yeah, Here, she could have uh, taken on that entire spaceship, but she doesn't. That moment is reserved for Marvel, so she does that. I'm like, that's okay. I think her ripping apart the entire spaceship was a little bit too much for me. I was like, as a whole, I don't know why they introduced Captain Marvel because she, the movie, uh, this one and everything else, like, it didn't really need her that much. Yeah. Like, having her, like, and her arc is also explained. Like, the moment where she talks about, like, you guys are yeah. here, like, the other planets don't have right. you guys. Those moments are earned, but, uh, like, even without her, like, like, the only reason she was there was to save Tony and bring him back. Which I think is is, think, yeah. is is important in the scheme of things, but it is. I mean, but on the other hand, you could have had uh, somebody like uh, again. I don't know, like one of the what are they called, the Ravagers? Yeah. Or uh, I mean, surely there's someone wandering around space. Like mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxies tell you that much that there's somebody out there. Correct. So, but again, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm just. I'm okay. just not happy with her destroying the entire spaceship. Yeah. And like tear off a bit. Or just like come to Earth and like fight on the ground. Mm. Destroying the whole thing was like, oh, okay, buddy, that's a smidge too far. Mm. She is basically the Superman. She is. She she just has unlimited power. Yeah. Uh and again, like I have a huge problem with Superman like characters also. Uh because they just have it's just they haven't made. And every, because if you have infinite power, you cannot compete with anything. And then when they still struggle through a fight, it feels like oh, they're just mocking the other person. Yeah. Or the writer was just like, okay, like the character is what is just, I, I have written an article about uh, Superman and that stuff. But uh, anyway, so like those kinds of characters get a little bit, uh, they're, they're weird for the writers themselves to write about. Okay. Because it's like if you have somebody that powerful who can... Ju- it's like... Uh, I think that's the premise of uh, the anime One Punch Man. Yeah. Where he's so powerful, you know, a single punch, yeah. he can defeat anybody. So then I haven't seen it, but from the, uh-huh. the IMDb synopsis, it's of like, how does he deal with that? Like yeah. all his fights are over in a yeah. single punch. So, I mean, that would be very interesting to see. Uh, when somebody like Captain Marvel, like all her powers yeah what's her weakness like where yeah. is she human where is she relatable correct but again and there's no there's no place for her to learn anything for her to grow or for her like for example in every superhero movie you have this one moment at the end where they're fighting even in um, in uh, in the good spider-man movie from last year um where he real he realizes he gets to control his in- invisibility power and all yeah. his powers and then, so like he grows up, he yeah. learns control of his powers, yeah. and then he defeats the villain. Yeah. Right. Whereas in for characters like Superman or Captain Marvel, for them because they are already at the peak of it, yeah. like you just keep uh, pushing that peak even higher, so they end up becoming completely invincible gods. Right. So for them, like uh, so then like for uh, Clark Kent to uh, fight against Luther makes no sense he right. has to defeat the uh, he has to defeat um what, what was his name uh the guy zord? he has to fight zord and then he has to fight uh the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apocalypse 
no what's his name uh not dark side hold on okay then he later defeats dark side or he defeats like he defeats dark side not in the movies in okay. in comic books okay okay so i mean you always have to create a, a, a super i think villain bigger so you, you you can never come back to your original or you can't so like spiderman learning another trick yeah is a little bit different or like for iron man to upgrade his suit is okay but when you go from captain marvel when you start there right. like you don't there have is a lot no of room limit. to expand yeah or if you start expanding then you then you literally have no end in sight because it's like it's, it's also the problem again we're going back okay, to the scene let's not let's not go there let's end this end game i think yeah but so aside from the dsx machina the funny thing is like they could have done it without her like even though yeah, like, yeah. the moment she comes in is critical that they need her help at that moment mm-hmm. like when the the ship is raining indiscriminate fire on the entire this is before the cavalry arrives right? no no this is after so this is after the the sequence of events is something like this um, thanos comes in he bombs the avengers facility asterisk here because i think any good facility has its own little countermeasure thing and a looming spaceship just should turn on like a radar mm-hmm. but any past that they bomb everything rody and uh, rocket rabbit get trapped <laughs> underground with hulk and everything uh hawkeye gets left with the sto- uh, stones and the gauntlet he runs away with it and these three fight thanos mm-hmm. then the scene with uh, nebula versus nebula happens mm-hmm. and that's when the cavalry arrives okay when captain america is just beaten and he's about to i think he does he say his dialogue like i could do this all day or something he does it does he i don't remember like, you can hear it in the offing like you can just see him yeah. grit his teeth like half a shield straps it on whatever mm-hmm. and then the cavalry comes in they start fighting properly who does he have to get it to i think they're they're passing it on to uh, the who are they passing it on to they're trying to get it to the van to luis's van where they have the, the quantum van. right okay right, right 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 so then they give it i think the first person to take it is uh, black panther he runs and it's it's it felt like very much like american football to me like you know it, it was it, it was like football. i'm like it is but i'm okay with it mm. because it's visually very appeal, appealing so they have black panther with a couple of shots then he passes it on to uh, spiderman and then pepper pots comes in and they have the whole um, female warriors against thanos thing mm. i don't remember who spiderman gives it to or does he get it taken from him and it's in the dirt yeah Okay. And then it's like anybody's game mm-hmm. and the whole Thanos thing Thanos picks it up and then Tony yeah. does that thing. Also that moment was a little bit predictable. Did you feel that? No, I don't think so because I felt like this was the movie where nothing goes for Thanos, everything goes against him. And I was like so this thing actually went his way and I was expecting him to no, no, the fact that the stones are not on his uh, on Thanos oh, the, the, the switcheroo. Yeah. um yeah i mean i don't know okay for me i think i was a, i was surprised but then it immediately made sense because like ah nanotech so it it made sense so it fit in mm-hmm. but i think that's the reason they had to have nanotech, uh, nanotech and stark technology be enough to wield this yeah. things otherwise this wouldn't work it wouldn't in under any other circumstances or it would get repetitive or it would become just like it was uh, like them trying to get the gauntlet yeah. off in infinity war I, i feel like now that i'm thinking about it and overthinking about it i am of the opinion 
it would have been better to do it in a different way like it is stark technology so like the glove could simply refuse and be like unauthorized fingerprint <laughs> or, or like you know um the I, I, first of all as a scientist slash engineer like i think tony stark should have done the thing where it's like one hit you're done so like after the first snap if like once the snap works your gauntlet should not work anymore because mm. just, you know to prevent this thing that happens the way the original gauntlet worked it didn't actually because he used it again he, remember but he didn't use it uh, as a gauntlet the gauntlet was broken so he just used the stones themselves yeah that's i think i don't know i don't know how he i think that's the way he did it he he just used the stones themselves is raw not wielded by the and i thought i mean uh, snapping would break the gauntlet like it did i think mostly for the previous one and it so, gave gave hulk uh, burns yeah so i think he should have so i was kind of surprised like i thought like thanos puts it on but it doesn't work because it's broken and it's mm. used once so you know you got to make a new it's gauntlet not like it, it heals itself it does heal itself right so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I I like the dialogue between Doctor Strange and Iron Man like if I tell you what happens it mm. doesn't happen I was like that is so true thank you it was almost a master ugwe moment mm. like there are no accidents right but then he tells him yeah. like why would you do that <laughs> again it's it's gray it's a gray enough message that you could say that you know what he doesn't do anything he just looks deeply into Tony's eyes <laughs> while he does his little tornado magic mm. so but still correct like yeah you sent a message we know that <laughs> so but it's fine i think that that was a tiniest piece of thing tony switches it i like the fact that he switches it like he can switch it rather mm-hmm. but then he used it why was there a need i i understand that he was like the there were the armies were huge and kind of incomparable but like your cavalry had arrived you had all the stones and then again it becomes like a macguffin right like the the stones are basically the macguffin throughout the entire yeah. series they're what uh, furthers the plot every time right and in this it it's it's again it's fine i think it's it's a it's a pixar rule like you can have uh, by accident or like by weird by coincidence uh, your hero can lose but a hero cannot win by a coincidence or like by a, a super powerful thing so like the the stone should not be the thing that defeats thanos it should be the good guys beating thanos their perseverance grit and what not yeah but it, it shouldn't is... be the stones turning him to dust because then it, it it doesn't feel again it's like poetic in the sense of like now he's turned to dust and all that but yeah. it, it's still not uh, it, it's still not like as superhero to be like okay anybody could have done the snap thing yeah Like that, that's what I feel like. Shuri I mean, could do that. Anybody who is more expendable could do that. It didn't have to be Tony Stark to that moment. It just had to be. It like it could be one of the soldiers from Wakanda. I don't know. Maybe it had to be because the kind of symmetry uh, is set up in Infinity War. When, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was set up, and it's it's the one of the fourteen million or whatever. No, Doctor Strange protects Tony's life. Like that's correct, the correct, kind of correct, 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 correct. But. if it if it had to be tony right i'm i'm okay with it being just tony stark just 
cure him. Maybe he's using the stones to just beat him with I the power stone. Throw yeah. him, throw like, him through the space, and bring exactly. him back, back and forth in time. Exactly. Putting what? him in a time loop like he did for Dormammu, something like Thank that. There, there could be so much stuff. You could change reality. You could break his mind using <laughs> the mind stone. You could, you could break his soul apart by using the soul. That's you what I'm going so for. Things. Yeah. Because Hulk explicitly says snapping will lead to you know side effects. Hmm. But who said you have to snap? You have infinity stones and you've seen Thanos like okay Tony Stark has seen Thanos use infinity stones individually. Correct. He like you know you do the moon thing throw the moon or make portals or do anything use individual stones. Exactly. Just like freeze Thanos in time wipe his memory just anything just individual stones and you could have like just a one on one kind of battle where Thanos's black order goes to protect him mm. and it's just like i don't know you could kind of set it up like people are fighting but then everyone stops because Thanos is about to use Tony Stark has the gauntlet and Stark is just giving it all he has like each individual stone like boom 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 reality mind time yeah, speed yeah. and just one after the other he's firing stuff in front of him like reality stone every, all of his uh, army becomes into bubbles he he can yeah, do like so, his black order things. takes blows like it happened on uh, on titan mm-hmm. like when thanos did something like somebody steps in or like how doctor strange stepped in to save tony correct so like one by one his lieutenants are taking the blows correct. and by the end it's like it's just thanos no one else remaining and he's just standing there with you know completely defeated mm. And Tony Stark still has the gauntlet, you know, because he doesn't snap. He's just there. And now you have a very nice, you could have like a dialogue between them. It would make more sense for him to die because of something that is, that is characteristically Tony Stark. Something like just him doing an arc reactor explosion or something around him and containing that through whatever power he has. Yeah, and doing something that is more like Iron Man rather than like a, a snap is something that anybody has done. Like three people have done it. In the and movies. I feel like it takes away the significance of the first snap. Yeah. The first, I mean the Hulk snap. Correct, correct. Which is, in my opinion, more important than the second snap because of it brought everyone back. Correct, correct, correct. So, it, I, why would you have two snaps? Like a snap is a singularity. Correct. Let it be singular. And you have precedence. You have him using individual stones. Hmm. Go for it. Have fun with this. Show us the power of each stone. Exactly. Anyway, not a bad movie. Great movie. When we make a remake of this movie, (laughs) 20 years down the line. Let me fire up Microsoft Paint. (laughs) Okay, so uh, that was one. So uh, now that the story has ended, what do you think? Like... uh, the thing that they do with Cap is quite nice. The fact that he goes back um, for uh, reinserting the stones back into the timeline. Right. And he stays. And he comes back as an old person, which was quite nice. And the fact that he doesn't just die out. He's old. Yeah, he comes back. So he can be like a consultant guy. He, like somebody, yes. like these guys go, like like an Odin figure. Like a, a father figure. Yeah. These guys go for advice. Yeah. Like strategic advice or whatever. Like that, that would be cool. Or just like the moral heart of it. Right. The the original founder of exactly. Avengers. Which would be nice. Um, and I also liked, again, him passing on his mantle to uh, Sam. I think that that was a very nice moment. I think, I think this moment was predicted a long time ago. I think 
when the original comics had uh, Falcon yeah. take the mantle. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. The Falcon has become Captain America for a while. Bucky has become Captain yeah, America. Yeah, they, they've for switched a while. the roles. That, for... that has happened a long, a lot of times. I uh, I also like the fact that Bucky was there and he was standing nearby and he was watching them that happen. The, he kinds of he kind of pushes uh, Sam mm. to just like this is your moment kind of thing. And it would be great to see Sam like with his wings and the shield and everything. Oh, I want to see power. that. Good I want to see that. Okay. I think I might go watch the next Captain America film now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I have to see it. And uh, what do you think happens to Iron Man's mantle? Does it pass on to uh, just Pepper Potts? Or to Rhodey? Or uh, does Cassie take it over later? Uh, Cassie, uh, Morgan, his daughter. Uh, again, I think going by the timeline, like considering the next movie is a Spider-Man one where he's again same age roundabouts mm-hmm. like so they haven't time shifted a whole lot correct I think it would be nice but the Iron Man movie can come in like 3-4 years later yeah I mean that's true but I think for now it gets dissolved like decentralized so I think that would be the best thing because having a direct replacement to Tony would kind of call for comparison like no matter how much you do correct, something correct. everybody's gonna be like oh he's the Iron Man replacement mm-hmm. how does he deal how does he compare to the first one correct instead of that if you just decentralize the power and like you know make his dream come to like the suit of armor around the world thing mm-hmm. or you just have all of his um, I don't know holograms or his software just distrib- like open source to people like people are using his tech to build their own protective devices I'm guessing that uh, in a way, Black Panther would become the de facto Iron Man version too. Like the Avengers leader. Yeah. I think... Not just... not. I don't mean like Avengers leader or anything. A global entity. Yeah. Like just somebody who uh, has that kind of control of who's the tech guy. Yeah. Uh, the, the armor guy. And who's leading from the front guy. I think in that, you could split those off. So the tech guy would probably be Shuri. Like yeah. you, you I think she would play a bigger yeah. role in the future movies. So that would, so you just specialize that. Hmm. The leader guy, I could see Black Panther doing it. I think in the comics he does it because he's part of the Illuminati. Hmm. So it's like him, Professor X, Reed Richards, uh, Doctor Strange, Tony Stark as well. I think yeah, I, I forget. Hmm. But so like the 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 secret thing they have that. Um, so Black Panther doing that would be a very nice thing where he's. Hmm. Also, like, he's doing the global cooperation of Wakanda and everything. Right. But, at the same time, he is the kind of, he's kind of like a spokesperson or the call, shot caller hmm. for the Avengers. He's like, you know what, this is what we're doing. And I think, like, he's proven his judgment as a king and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good enough. Because they show Thor going away. Mm. As Guardians of the because Galaxy. <laughs> Ooh, that's so nice. <laughs> I, I cringed at that point. <laughs> but that's an actual comic series. Is it really? Yeah, As Guardians of the Galaxy is an actual legit... Uh, I think it was a limited run uh, or whatever, but it, it is a legit comic book. I want a short film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think the next Guardians of the Galaxy 3, because I think they are making they one. Are, yeah. And James Gunn is back as the director, yes. so there will be an As Guardians of the Galaxy. That would be great. By the way, that shot was very, very nice. The, the funeral, the funeral oh scene. My God. That, sh- that got me. Like, Singular that, shot. That literally got me. It, that was the point where I actually thought I might cry. And mm. I almost did. But 
because like when Tony dies, it was very, it's very emotional. Peter Parker, uh, and so they they've got and every. Pepper Potts also saying exactly. that you can go. We we can right. handle it. So it's very emotional, but that didn't touch me as much as the funeral. The first the the shot of the the arc reactor hmm. on the reef and prove that Tony Stark has a heart. Yes, and then the just the people just standing there mourning. Hmm. They they got the kid from Iron Man three. I don't remember. Not everybody, and I like the fact that it's a single shot. And right. it takes its time. It happens very slow. Yeah, it's slow. very. Yeah, it's very. It's sort of, it to, lets it absorb. absorb. Uh-huh, exactly. It lets the entire thing, the emotions absorb, and for you to see all the characters. Exactly. Uh, I think he, the the kid from Iron Man three, he was the only one who was like we hadn't seen him for a very long time, so you, I I couldn't recognize him at first, and I was like, oh shit, that's the kid. Yeah. And uh, so, but I like the fact that you see everybody. Also, I'm. I'm I guess I guess it's one of the most expensive shots of the entire series because you had to get all these thirty big name stars, yeah. and uh, you also get Nick Fury just standing over like over. I like you know, that too. Everything, it, it, uh, it, it Captain very... Marvel being there and every, everybody was there, which is it was a nice moment. That was a nice uh, way to end the series, and it also almost gives like closure. I feel like there were two people missing from this. Short like the once currently that I don't mean like Black Widow like mm-hmm. she died sorry she can't be there I don't I don't think she got enough of a moment. Uh, that's a different thing. But at the funeral, I feel like I really wanted um, Agent Hill, and more than her, Agent Coulson. Like we know he's he's alive. alive correct. Just please just have him in one right. of the Avengers movies. Please, uh, like correct, correct, him correct. with Fury. Because in Agents of Shield, if I'm not wrong, at a certain point he is the director. Hmm. I don't know what happens, like whether he gives it, passes it on to someone else or something. I haven't watched it thoroughly enough. Hmm. But he is the director of yeah. Shield, and because Fury just retires it during Ultron, Age of Ultron, he gets the helicarrier, but he isn't there as the director of Shield. Correct, correct, correct. He's just ex-director, I guess. Hmm. So, like those things, yeah, I think. Right. Phil Coulson should have been there. Phil Coulson, yeah, I I think there's more emotional investment in his character mm-hmm. than Agent Hills for me. Correct. And fine, you know, you don't have him in the whole um in the whole story in the plot. That's that's completely fine. Like, I also Nick like Fury the isn't there. Yeah. But come on, come on. I like the end of it also, like uh, just Morgan and uh, Happy Hogan. Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. That was oh, very nice. That, uh, that they, was a good moment to end on. They did it very, very well. Especially because in Iron Man, the first thing he does, he does after coming back from yeah, the Middle East, he's like, I need cheeseburger. Yep. Which is, uh, that was a nice moment. And like, I feel again, like, Happy Hogan is like another character who uh, has been sort of relegated to like a B character, like somebody who isn't very relevant, where I think he should have t- become more like Alfred. From like from Batman, like that kind of a character, you know Jarvis and all that, but yeah. like he should be like uh, Happy Hogan should be the guy who's still around. He's still Iron Man's bodyguard on on some level. But the thing, the way is, he's in like in the first two movies, he he's like a big part of the movies. But they clarified this in the third one, where he says that I am an employee of uh, Stark Industries. Yeah, and then he becomes like so the security he, chief uh, for uh, Stark Industries. So so he's now like. An assistant slash bodyguard to Pepper. 
correct correct but i feel like like when when he comes back he's in um, in spiderman homecoming right. he's in that a lot but he's he's all, he's almost like he's he's not treated very well like i, I don't like the way yeah, he's, he should have been more important considering how close yeah. he is to tony stark yeah even the way tony stark treats him is not particularly nice like that's not the way you treat a friend or whatever even tony stark treating somebody that felt a little yeah, off. okay anyway yeah. i i i just like john favreau as a yeah, character john favreau is pretty great it's anything else you have anything else um, in terms of epilogue or what maybe character arcs that weren't fleshed out mm-hmm. i haven't exhausted all my notes our entire marvel ramble has been longer than end game i think <laughs> i it might be but that's okay it would be good to see uh, big hero 6 come again like a big hero 6 part 2 or like in some way if Wait, they are you are you suggesting a crossover or are you just suggesting a sequel to big hero 6 a sequel and also a crossover i would i would love to see how they manage to do that something like uh, who framed roger rabbit or like the mm. was that the looney tunes movie space jam space jam yeah something like that so where you have like a little bit of and uh, just mixing and matching different animation styles to this because they have done that uh, that has been proven in Spider-Man and into the into the Spider-Verse so I was going to go off of that tangent so and suggest instead of doing Space Jam like uh, something like a movie one of like Big Hero 6 gets the Avengers and you know hey they have all these stones right so maybe their reality changes and they're mm-hmm. suddenly in this universe Mm-hmm. so that would be a nice crossover so but that that is already like a, a different universe right because they are in like san francisco san francisco yeah yeah so it is already a different uh, universe exactly. so i think that would be uh, cool to see how like they could bring that universe into this maybe it's a universe which is animated like whose reality is yeah animated. so that's what i'm saying so like in uh, into the spider verse you have spider pig Yeah, exactly. And you have the black and white Spider-Man, like that. You have in the big hero universe, you've got Avengers, and get the voices done by the same cast. Mm-hmm. The the future of this um, saga, the future of this um, enterprise, is infinite. Pardon the pun. Um, so I think there's a lot more they can do. A lot more they should. And uh, if they have any issues, they can just hit us up. uh i am like you can email me you can message me you can do whatever <laughs> so anyway if kevin faggy you're listening to this if you need any help uh, figuring out the future of your um, saga uh, i'm free for uh, i'm not free but like you you will pay yeah. me but i have, but i'm i'm free in terms of time uh, yeah. i have some more ideas that i have kept to myself hoping for the future when i get to make my own films Um, my ideas are just fan fiction, so they will probably stay in my head. I mean, to be discussed on maybe further discussions. Yes. But I think I am done with the Marvel. He's done. Don't hire him. Hire me for writing movies, your future films. Like, and I think unless there's like a short TV series, on short maybe, films, maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe on the thing or like short films, definitely. I. I wouldn't mind watching those, but for feature-length films, I think they would have to be pretty spectacular. Otherwise, I am not going to. I think I just don't feel compelled anymore. Like, okay, because 
Age of Ultron was the one you remember set up the Infinity Stones mm. when Thor has that whole vision. Correct. Pardon the pun, but he he sees the stones and is like, oh my god, this thing. So they've paid it off. They're done with that. The saga is complete. Yeah, I feel like is. before they start setting up the future um, saga, they should, they, should, they should take some time. They should give it a moment. They should give like I think from uh, Avengers was twenty twelve. Right. Iron Man was two thousand eight. They gave it a good four years yeah. to set up that. Right. So from now they can take another four years. In twenty twenty four, you can come up with the first, uh, like Avengers or whatever other movie you want after this to set group up collab. Huh. Till then, you can make your own. You I can make your uh, Disney um, Fox movies. You can make your Deadpool movies. You can make your Fantastic Four movies. Bring them into this con. Uh, into this into your fold because yes. i think that would be a very very cool universe to see i want to see that with like fantastic four spider-man collaboration or x-men, x-men. with love the x-men like deadpool with um thor or something yeah. but as as long as I, I as long as they um respect the x-men Characters. movies that have stayed before yeah please don't erase don't really make them we're again. tired of rewriting Cannons, yeah. Here, here, Deadpool. Yeah. Don't don't remake <laughs> them. And uh, we don't need another origin story for Wolverine. We've had three. Uh, I so think Wolverine. Wolverine, I think, is a good character to not remain. Back. Yeah. Remain the way he has. Just I feel like dead. the current um, new X Men who, like, I think with is is his name Charles McAvoy. James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yes, I was so close. Mm-hmm. But with him, Michael Fassbender, and the new, uh, I think after First Class, the yeah. the cast that they have, I think with them kind of combining into the new universe would be pretty that nice. Would be nice yeah. Because the, then you already have a sense of continuation from the X one two three movies with Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a nice little. Everything is tied together. Sort of. That can be yeah. brought together. That that would be very very nice. Also, make a good Fantastic Four movie, please, please. I I saw a couple of fan you know like Photoshop posters on I think Instagram or something, mm-hmm. and that had uh, John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic, with the white uh, mm. strip of hair. Interesting. Like, and it actually okay. I will look for that uh, photo, and we will add it to the show notes, but. I liked the Fantastic Four that they had. Mm, interesting. And in in that photo, at least, like I don't know if it's from the Quiet Place or if it's from the Office or whatever, but he has that wise kind of look that mm. Mister Fantastic should have. Yeah. And I really liked that poster. I was like, you know what? If this if this is the cast, That's interesting. That would be nice. And I think they have quite a few characters to explore. They have Not a just, lot. They have a they have a huge gallery of characters. They have especially very very good villains. And one of my one of my most favorite villains is a Fantastic Four villain, which has been in two Fantastic Four movies, Doctor, and they've both been terrible. Doctor Von Doom. Yeah. Doctor Victor Von Doom is an is an amazing character, and I feel like uh, 
I, I the where I think uh, the DC movies are going. Again, we can talk about the DC movies another time. Right. Uh, but what I'm seeing is they're making standalone movies most for for the most time. They've realized that they're not good at the cinematic game. Yeah. So they they've made a Shazam movie. They've made Aquaman. They've made um they're making a Joker movie. So I think from the Joker uh, f- forward, uh, it's um what's his name? It's something Todd. Uh, is Jason Todd? J- no, no, no. Uh, I mean the director of the oh, okay. the movie. No, I don't know. Thing. Somebody's making the, the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, and uh, he's not Jason Todd. He's a different uh, Joker. Okay. And uh, so he is. Uh, so I think from there on, where DC is making these villain movies, mm-hmm. like or they had uh, Suicide Squad to some extent. Right. They can actually make uh, for Marvel also. They can actually make like for especially for Victor Von Doom is a character where you can just have a character study on him. The right. way you had for uh, the Infinity War was like a story for Thanos. Right. I think Victor Von Doom is an amazing uh, character which can hold a movie together. Just his origin story and uh, everything that would be just, an, just that, would, that would be a nice uh, I, I would actually like to watch it because Victor Von Doom has been portrayed as a very intelligent guy and he is he's and a he's genius been... on the level of uh, Dr. Reed yeah. he is uh, he is a king of a place like Wakanda yeah. uh, Latveria so um, he's one of my favorite villains and he is one uh, again if Marvel you're listening I have some uh, script treatments already for this character so please feel free to reach out because the, the, the he's actually a very nice character to have on his own movie right and uh, then you can bring him together in your larger cosmic scale movies right. later on and he can be a villain for anybody anybody who's the, as powerful as him so you yeah. can and they, they have silver surfer they have galactus they have a huge gallery of they, they have villains. A lot to they have the entire um, hulk family so to speak mm-hmm. the the red hulk the gray hulk she hulk. hulk i am i missing anyone i think there might be one or two characters I miss. Yeah. but yeah so there's a lot of stuff you can do with it i have lots of ideas we have we have discussed and we will continue yeah. to discuss these ideas further yep um for all the movies for all possible sequels and uh, like we like i am an aspiring filmmaker so please reach out to me uh, i'm sure mihir has a lot of ideas to pitch in i he has been a co-writer for me before i have a lot of ideas but He's, he's not going to watch any uh, superhero <laughs> movies anymore. So like I didn't say superhero movies. If they make Big Hero 6 Part 2, <laughs> I am there. First day, first show, first scene. Okay. But Marvel, I'm out. Most of them. Again, with an asterisk, I'm out. So, yeah. I mean, uh, he'll come for the movies that I direct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. I, I, I'll have to. Look at me being so ambitious. But like, cool. Yeah. Uh, reach out to us. Um, for for the rest of you, um, uh, this is a time to end. We're doing an outro. discussing all of this stuff we will have more episodes of uh, a bit of both this podcast that we've started because uh, we just discuss this stuff randomly anyway and we are like why not keep it uh, we i've always thought of like we have this conversation for like three hours and then we're like oh we should have recorded this because there's a lot of stuff in it um so here it is
um, we will not just talk about Marvel movies and I, Disney movies. I was movies. going to mention, safe to say that this this will be a rare occasion when we deep yeah. dive into movies or Marvel movies specifically. Correct, correct. We will talk about everything. We will talk about science uh, because Mihir is a science student. He's he's uh, He has big things in the future. Uh, he is, uh, by the time this uh, episode gets out, he will have become, basically become an engineer. And uh, so that stuff is there. I have a little bit of background in science. So we will be, and I love that in general. So we will talk about science. We will talk about art. We will talk about uh, literature. We'll uh, we'll try to, uh, we won't do like reviews and stuff, but we will do um, just like stuff that we have found and we have thoughts. found to be cool. Our thoughts on random stuff. We, I, I, I have been wanting to make an episode on uh, politics. Uh, Mihir is not that interested in it, are you? I am hardly interested in Okay, politics. I am very, very interested <laughs> in it. So I, I, I will try to uh, co- coax him into doing an episode on that. And uh, suggest whatever ideas you have, you would like for us to discuss. And um, anything, whatever it is, we will even do some research if time permits. Basically, we know a little bit about a lot some of things. Yeah. A little bit about a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff about a little things. Like, share, subscribe, comment and give us all kinds of feedback. Um, this has been a bit of both and uh, we hope that you will continue to listen to our regularly, unregular podcast.